The addition of Soto is just so gargantuan to what they are trying to accomplish. He's going to hit the ball hard. He's going to dictate the at-bat. That one is hit to deep left center field. That ball is gone off the scoreboard. A three-run home run for Juan Soto. And the Yankees lead 7-1. This is BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM from BetQL. Michael Kay with the call. Juan Soto's first spring training home run for the Yankees. He's doing it already. Welcome back into BetQL Daily. Live coast-to-coast on the BetQL Network, wherever you may be in the world, inside your Odyssey app, A-U-D-A-C-Y. It's free. Download it. Take us with you wherever you go, and then download us as a podcast later to search BetQL Daily. Wherever you get your podcast, be sure to watch us as well on Twitch, twitch.tv slash BetQL, and on YouTube, search Odyssey Sports. 20 minutes from now, Scott Smith of 4 for 4 to talk scouting combine and who we should keep an eye out for once workouts start on Thursday and especially Saturday night when the quarterbacks throw, at least the quarterbacks not named Daniels and Williams. One hour from now, check in on the latest Ken Palm 2020, what it means with conference tournaments just a couple weeks away, and then the dance as well. We'll talk to Kenny Ducey a little bit more about baseball about an hour and 20 minutes from now, but 31 days to opening day. You just heard the Juan Soto clip. ESPN recently put out a list of players to watch for each team. Uh, that may have been the the first item we would have discussed this morning with everybody getting back together for baseball, Joe. But instead, the main story from over the weekend is from yesterday in particular. Cody Bellinger back in Chicago on a three-year deal. It's technically a three-year deal worth up to $80 million, but with options after each year. It's more like a save face deal for Bellinger and Boris to get him back into Chicago for a year and then maybe hit the market again next winter. Baseball market, I feel like we're having this conversation every year. It's so strange. It's tough to project. Jed, Jed Hoyer ended up doing a very good job, though. Like he, he played the game a little bit and figured there's the list of teams that can pay Bellinger what he wants is so short. And the Dodgers got the top two free agents. They give one $700 million. They give another $325 million. So were they going after bringing Bellinger back? No, there, there was really no need for that with the star power that they have in that lineup. So how many other teams are we fighting with? And I think both sides, it ends up being a win-win. Like, Belly, okay, if you're awesome again, you had the great bounce back season, we believed in you, you bet on yourself, cool. It was great for both sides. If you do it again, you can go test these waters if you can get you think you can get more than 30 million in the following year. But if not, or if you love Chicago, 30 million ain't too bad. So then maybe he d- does it, it could be one year and it could be as many as three. Um, but yeah, I mean, Cubs fans were overjoyed yesterday morning waking up and uh, and seeing that news because it was like, you know, the gif of the stick do something do something and they weren't doing anything and they've got all this money just sitting there uh but he's it's going to be huge so the idea is that he's going to end up being moved to first base at some point is in his career full time we're not quite there yet they have a young stud center fielder that's coming through the system that they brought up at the end of last year so now they're not forced to uh to start the season and have um him on Pico Armstrong on the opening day roster so they can take their time development there. But, you know, a lot of people viewed him as one of the top three free agents and the Cubs get their guy back. And it's just so strange having these conversations because there are 
three legit top 10 free agents still out there, guys. Like Chapman's yeah. still unsigned, Snell, Montgomery. It's, it's, it's ridiculous. This is the only sport this would happen in. Well, and this is the Boris effect here too, Aaron. This is Scott Boris trying to hold out as long as possible for his guys to get them the deal that he thinks they're worth. And in this case, he might be blowing it this year because the market – teams may not be – you know, it, Bellinger, if Bellinger is the case test here, then there's nothing to say that the same thing isn't going to happen to Snell, to Montgomery, to Chapman, that they're all going to have to take sort of one-year prove-it deals with options on them, you know, if they want to extend it into multiple years. Yeah, Scott Boris probably isn't happy about that because some of his other top clients, Adrian Beltre, Dallas Keuchel, Mike Moustakis, like there's probably, I think we're going to see more of these types of deals, right? I mean, now that this has happened, I think it could happen more with other free agents um, and doing these types of bridge deals, right? Yeah, it's it, this is what happens when you try to wait out the market, Joe. And credit yeah. to Boris. He's trying to maximize things for his clients. I don't blame him for trying to do that, but at a certain point, you lose the game of chicken. And I think the Bellinger yeah. contract, because you can't tell – you're right, like – the Dodgers weren't going to race back out to, re to to bring Bellinger back to L.A., but I have a hard time believing, for example, a team like, say, Philly, for example, would not have been interested in adding some outfield depth and another bat to the middle of the order as they're chasing, you know, championships and what is left of Bryce Harper's prime, right? Like, that's that's there had to have been other teams interested. They just weren't interested in get, committing to guys for multiple years at Boris's price. So instead, you get a three-year deal you know air quotes with my fingers but mm -hmm. it's essentially what guys like Snell and Montgomery and Chapman are going to have to agree to now too they look like multiple year deals and the number the big round number at the end of the sentence is a nice one that you can live with if you're Boris and you feel good about oh I got him an 80 million dollar deal but in reality it's one more year of prove it stay healthy and prove it yeah yeah um it's the, the other part of this is like some of these top names that we're talking about still out there are pitchers. And then the other wrench that's thrown in is there are situations where you have top flight pitchers that are available for the right price. But teams are like, well, we don't need to do that. We don't need to make that move right now. And I'm, I'm alluding to Dylan Cease. Like he's, mm -hmm. uh, he's got that Cy Young potential. He's that good. He's going to be traded. So do you want to give the haul to Snell? Or do you want to give up a hall of prospects for Cease and you're not paying him all that money? Like, what kind of situation are you in? What does your farm system look like? So the, the team's looking for pitching. That's what they're. That's also what they're wrestling with right now. Would we give up our top prospects or do we want to pay Snell? Like, I know what he just did. Is he going to do that again? Probably not. Right. Right. I mean, Jake would say 100% not. Never, ever, even though he's done it twice. Plus, we've seen a lot of big-name pitchers, like, they get paid all this money and then they get injured right away and the team's left in a very bad position. Rodon. Yeah. yeah. You've, you've, you've got the Mets dealing with multiple pitchers out already. You know, you've got, you yeah. got, you've got a guy getting PRP already. Um, so it's, it's – yeah, I, I think if you're a team that considers yourself a contender, though, you'd be hard – and look. The Cubs, to their credit, like they waited out Bellinger. They did the right thing, especially in that division. One move, like bringing Bellinger back, is enough to win the division. I understand the Cardinals are favorites right now at 175, and the Cubs are 2-1 to one right behind them. But, like, that division is 
wide open. At least three teams could win it. A fourth could be a part of the conversation. And the Pirates, you never know. I mean, if it's, if an 84-win te- team is going to win this division, Joe, a- anything's possible. You get hot for two weeks, and you stay in the conversation until the last week of September. You know, it's funny with betting, and maybe it's because of the legal markets, but that central that we're, that NL Central that we're talking about, it's very popular. Like, I don't oh, know yeah. that people, people have sat back and looked at it and said, okay, this is my team. Like, the bets are kind of all over the place. Um yeah. The most over tickets, number one in baseball, is the Reds. And that was a team that a lot of people were jumping on last year. The, a lot of exciting young players. And so I understand why, you know, pitching the, the big concern there. But, you know, I chuckled when you said the Pirates. The Pirates are one of the most popular over bets in yeah. Major League Baseball. They're, they're top yeah. three, over 74 and a half. Um, so there's, there's divisions that people are thinking, at least betters are thinking, are open, and they're trying to figure out, okay, which teams are uh, going to come up, come out of there. The Tigers have been very popular. Their win total has been four wins. Two full, it's up to 81 and a half now. Like, okay, Jake was the, just three seasons too soon. Three, is it three now? I'm never know. wrong. I just, I'm just early. In. You're back in, right. though, right? No, this is a Royals account. Oh, Royals this year. Oh, okay. So we're just going to do right. random AL Central teams every year. The bad ones. I'm never wrong. I'm just early. <laughs> early. Everybody, well, uh, anybody but the White Sox is what it feels like in the AL Central. Just early. I, I mean, you're always, at some point, the Tigers will win. I just don't know if we'll be alive for it. But it'll happen at some point. You could just say, say I, I was early. Um, Things yeah. are going well in Detroit. Just look at the Lions, you know. Right. So what they do. Why not? They lost. <laughs> Pistons. Uh, well, <laughs> forget about them. Um, yeah. But it does, you know, if you're, if you're not going to go out and make one of those big additions, like jump on, you know, the Dylan Cease possibility, or you're not going to jump on one of the Boris guys, like you have to have young impact players who are ready to jump into your lineup. And the Rangers are a good example of that. I think they've got two of the top four, two of the top three in AL Rookie of the Year odds right now, right? Evan Carter, Wyatt Langford, Carter's yeah. 275, Langford's 7-1, to one, Jackson Holiday between the two at 3-1. to one. Um, NL Rookie of the Year, a clear favorite is Yamamoto already at 2-1. to one. He's a different kind of rookie. But, you know, you have to, if you're not going to go out and spend the money, even if it's just for one year to bring one of these guys in, and I think if you're a team like, I mentioned the Phillies earlier. Forget, forget even the Phillies, because I think the Phillies are World Series contenders already. If, if we're talking about making the leap from, eh, we're an 85-win team to, no, we can legitimately push deep into October, you owe it to your team and to your fan base and your organization that if all it's going to be is a one-year commitment to one of these guys, and I'm talking about Montgomery, Snell, uh, Chapman, right? If, if you can pull that off, if you can get a Bellinger-type deal on, on one of those guys, you owe it to your team and your fans to go in on that and go from being a, a 74, 75, 76-win team to, okay, no, we're, we're an 82-win team. Maybe that's too big a leap. Maybe it's more about going from being an 80- or 82-win team to, no, we're legitimately going to challenge for our division or for a pennant. But, like, those are the moves you have to make or else you are. You're relying on young guys. Yeah, no, I mean, and that's why I'm a little hesitant on some of, 
on some of these futures bets because that can change things. It's for one year, and now they have to prove it. Now they they proved it already with their careers, but now you got to go prove it again. And you'd imagine there'd be laser focus to do just that to get that monster payday. And like, is this weird to say? But in a way, not the worst thing possible. But it didn't help Snell being that good getting a contract, right? It didn't help him. Like, because now in his mind, this is what he is. So my money right. should be in line with that. Guys, I've done it twice. It wasn't a fluke. I did it again this year. And look at the division that we were in. And I was going against that Dodgers lineup. Look at what I did, you know, against them and all these, all these other heavy hitters. And so, but the smart organizations are like, look, dude, no, I'm not, I'm not paying for your past performance. It's about what you're going to do moving forward. And we don't think you're going to get a third Cy Young. And that's very fair to say. I don't think that's really knocking him. Nah, he's not Max Scherzer when he was in his prime, right? I mean, maybe I'm just biased because of all the slander on this show, especially coming from Jake, but it is hard to believe that Blake Snell will be able to follow up, follow that up. No, it's, I mean, it's impossible. Let's be honest. It's like almost Is it impossible? impossible? Is it, it's impossible to replicate last year's results. Like I can get on board with that theory, right? Yes. But does that mean it's not likely that he can produce something close to that? Like, okay, I'm going to have to pay you for last year. I get it. I don't want to have to pay you that much. But I'm going to pay you that much knowing that even though I'm not going to get a Cy Young Award year, I'm still going to get the kind of year that's, like I said, going to take my 82-win team from wild card contention to an 86-win team that at least in a division like the Central maybe could challenge for a division and maybe even get hot in October. Yeah, I mean, what I should I should clarify and say, the two two five ERA part, that yeah. part ain't happening. In, in reality, was he that? No, but it's baseball and things bounce your way, and you know the peripherals aren't the reality all the time. So, I mean, common sense. I look at the the years between Cy Youngs and and what happened. Doesn't mean he was bad. Right. Doesn't mean yeah. It just means that's what happens when you get a larger sample size. That okay, he's he's somewhere in between. He's just had two years where everything went right for him and he was phenomenal and, and good for him. And I, it'll be interesting. You're probably right. The the longer you wait, the shorter the contract, or it's going to be friendly in his way, or he'll have options like Bellinger did. That's probably what what's going to happen. But it's just annoying as a fan of the sport because. They all have money. You can cry poor all you want. I got to deal with Jerry Reinsdorf <laughs> crying poor. We can't compete because we don't have a new well, stadium. Yeah. No, dude, you have billions and billions and billions. Like You can spend money if you want to. You choose not to. Right. That's the case for just about every owner in baseball. Hmm. Yeah. I was just thinking really quick, what would the number have to be on Snell if you got like a buy low spot if he did struggle for Cy Young? Would you bet it? I'd rather be shot. 30? (laughs) We know what you think, Jake. Jeez. All right. Back into the combine since it's up and running this week in Indy. Workouts starting on Thursday. Scott Smith, a four for four. He tells us who to keep an eye out for, in particular Saturday night when those quarterbacks are out there throwing. That's next on BetQL Daily.
We'll be right back with BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM on the BetQL Network.